This is a podcast from Baker Street Productions. The following content contains strong language. Hair Suit by Delilah Neal. It's been a year since I've been swimming. 52 weeks, 12 months. Basically, a long time. In fact, so long that I don't know what has possessed me to come here, but I've just been feeling a bit squishy lately and it seems like a swim is a good idea. Refreshing, relaxing, rejuvenating, all the good R words. I kept saying those R words to myself in the cubicle whilst I got changed. But I wish I hadn't now. I wish I'd said to myself, Marnie, have a good look at yourself and think about what you're doing. Seriously, what are you doing here and why are you doing this to yourself? Because now, as I walk out of the cubicles and to the pool, I'm remembering everything I hate about swimming. Or at least the one thing I hate the most. I hate the bit before you get in the pool. The journey from changing room to ladder where you're just in your dry swimming costume. It feels so wrong to be in a swimming costume that's not wet. Especially this costume. I'm wearing something sporty. A misguided impulse by a year ago when I thought I was going to get into low-impact exercise. Massive waste of my student discount, to be honest. It's a one-piece. I didn't want to be the girl who goes to the uni pool in a bikini. Spare me. But I know it's a misguided buy because when I pulled it up my body today, I remembered the reason I never wore it in the first place. The bottom half of the costume comes down in a sharp V, like my worst nightmare, high leg briefs, and there's nowhere to hide. I must have not even tried it on in the first place, surely, unless for some reason I had managed to completely shear myself down there. Maybe it was just after I used that hair removal cream on my upper thighs. But also, just before that made me break out in a rash that made me look like I'd rubbed poison ivy all over my nether regions, like some demented crone. I haven't shaved down there since then, and my pubes have been slowly growing further and further down my legs, like a furry horde of arctic explorers trekking towards the North Pole. The North Pole being my feet, which are incidentally also hairy. I'm waiting on a bench beside the pool now. Another mistake of mine. I've arrived for my pleasant, soothing dip during peak time and now there's a queue to get into the water because the women's water polo team is training. God, it's so awkward. They all have matching yellow and green swimming costumes and these green swimming caps with their little nose clips. They all look like a family of sexy turtle people. Or an enthusiastic Esther Williams tribute act. (laughs) And I'm just sitting here on the bench watching them, legs crossed, arms crossed, legs cross the uncomfy way round. So when they are practicing a particularly detailed manoeuvre, I quickly switch them so they don't catch a glimpse of my bush. Looking to my right, I can see that the old lady at the end of the queue has been allowed in. Dutifully, we all move up one bum's worth of space on the bench. Ew, 
I'm in someone's warm spot? Oh, so weird. I wish I had taken up my mum's offer of her swimming costume before I remembered I owned this high-legged monstrosity. Looking back on it, I think she was trying to save me. She knew this would happen. Go on, doll, just take mine. It's in the top drawer of my wardrobe. It's that nice blue one that has the shorts built in. And actually, there's some goggles in there too. And a swimming cap, and a nose clip, and some armbands too. <laughs> oh, but you don't need those, do you? Not anymore, anyway. <laughs> no, uh, I can float now and everything. Oh, I actually have a swimming costume here. Thanks anyway, Mama. Honey, can you please take mine? I'm worried about you. God, I'm such a fool. She knew. She absolutely knew and she didn't just say to me. Oh God, now I feel even worse. I can just see mum sitting at home now worrying about me and my bush. She always does this, tries to protect me from embarrassment but is too embarrassed herself to outright say what she's worried about. No wonder she recommended her silly swimming costume with the shorts. I was so determined to not look like a Victorian man on a Blackpool pleasure beach. Good Lord, madam. Cover yourself. That I didn't listen. And now I'm here in my off-market jazzercise leotard, completely dry with my legs crossed like a child who needs to pee. And to top things off, Janet is on the polo team, which is just, I mean, come on. Janet and I have history, or at least I have history with Janet. When I think about our past, I sometimes feel as if she is a great dictator or aristocrat, and I am a feudal peasant. The relationship is unequal. I'll always know who she is, and she barely remembers who I am. Large parts of my youth are defined by her existence, but my existence is about as impactful on Janet's life as the existence of her sisters, boyfriends, cousin's dog, Sir Wagathy. Maybe less. We went to school together, primary and high. Janet traversed the obstacles of puberty completely unscathed, blessed with clear skin, long legs and an abundance of hair on her head but nowhere else. To see an armpit hair on Janet would be like discovering a rare species of bug, worthy of much scientific celebration, a photo op, and maybe some kind of Nobel Prize. I forget if they have one for natural discoveries. Being in gym class with Janet was like being Anne Widdicombe on Strictly Come Dancing. And now here she is, swimming away, Passing around the little thing you pass around in water polo. I don't even know which stroke I'm going to attempt once I get in the pool. I keep thinking that maybe I could just leave now. Bone dry, but maybe less emotionally scarred than I'll be when I have to stand up and reveal my audacious muff to everyone. That muff, it's so... audacious. But I know my mum's coming to pick me up when I'm finished. And if I have to tell her I didn't get in the pool, she'll just look at me with that 
that look of hers, that look that somehow says, you need to exercise more, and mm, I told you so at the same time. So I'm going to stick it out. Surreptitiously, I try to sort the bottom half of my costume. Maybe if I can pull the back half low enough, my bum will be able to have enough traction to keep it down over my lady garden. God, it's such a deep V, I'll never be able to cover it all. It's honestly like trying to cover a verdant mountain with a tarp the size of a napkin. <laughs> verdant mountain, that's a good one. I wonder what other synonyms there are I could use. For the sake of scientific interest, of course. <laughs> Short and curlies. Muff. Beaver. Mm. Rug. Carpet. Oh, shag carpet. Uh, shrub. <laughs> Bush. <laughs> Grove. Fern? Maybe something to do with poodles? Or... Um... <clears throat> the girl next to me in the queue coughs. I look at her, with my eyebrows raised so I can communicate something like, What is it, fellow pool-goer? I, like you, am awaiting my chance to swim and not thinking about anything untoward. <laughs> Tell me, why have you... <clears throat> She looks to my other side and I see it's time for me to move again. I'm getting closer to the end of the queue. As I shift up the bench, I feel sweat begin to collect at my lower back. Maybe I can still leave. I shift slightly as if to stand up and go, but Mum's disappointed face flashes into my mind so I stay seated. On the other side of the pool, the water polo team has started to leave. I watch them from the corner of my eye. Six besuited carbon copies climb out of the pool, chatting excitedly. I try to spot Janet in the sexy tree frog-like haze they are creating, but I can't see her. I know I can't because I would know Janet anywhere. I've looked at her Instagram long enough and none of these girls are the right height. Where is she? <laughs> she must have already left. I bet she's in the showers. My piercing gaze is interrupted by the line moving. It's finally happened. I'm at the front of the queue. Somehow the worst and best place to be. On one hand, soon I can get in the pool and hide my muff disaster. On the other hand, my window of deciding to just go home and think about swimming instead of actually doing it is closed. And now, with the water polo team evacuating the area, the lifeguard is gesturing for me to make my way to the pool ladder. Dear God, it's happening. I'm standing up. The minute I peel my bum off the bench, I feel some hairs pop out. In my mind, I hear them making little blink, blink, blink noises, like someone plucking a tiny violin. They just won't stay hidden. I feel like a porn star from the 70s that they'd make fun of in some kind of improv skit. Whoa, her bush is huge. <laughs> Hell yeah, Brad. For some reason, that is hilarious. Slowly, 
I step down the pool ladder into the water, which is horrifyingly lukewarm, like a forgotten bath, and I want to cry. My lower end has submerged itself underwater, and something has happened. Not only has everyone seen my lady fern as I've trotted to the ladder, but my pubettes have come into contact with the water and they've become exponentially heavier and darker. Why didn't I think of this? It's as if they've multiplied ten times in weight and there's no hiding them now. I can feel them clinging to my thighs with a consistency like seaweed. This is why Olympic swimmers are so bare. I realise now it's not an aesthetic decision at all. It makes you more aerodynamic. With pubes this heavy, I think I'll only be able to achieve a snail's pace through the pool at best. Shamefully, I wade further into the pool to claim my swim space. There's a young guy with a man bun, steadily gliding up and down the lane with a bit of rim beside him. I stand by the wall there and look out at the water. Legs slightly spread out in the universally accepted this is my place to swim in the pool stance. Squeakly, I wrestle my goggles down over my eyes. Oh God, my vision is compromised. They're all fogged up. My freak out on the bench must have caused them to steam up from all the heat leaving my forehead. I take them off and awkwardly splash them a bit in the water to defog them. Man bun guy finishes a length beside me and smiles as he pushes off for another one. I mouth, they got a bit steamed up to him as he swoops away. He's not paying attention. Painfully, I force the goggles over my forehead. I dive under the surface and get ready to push off. But oh, with my goggles on, I can see my legs clearly and I'm disgusted. The currents created by all the swimming around me are causing my pubes to wave around like a sea anemone. Okay, Marnie, you need to calm down. Everyone here has seen pubes before. They all have them. Maybe some of them have just as many as you, and I'm sure no one even cares about yours. Everyone is just thinking about themselves and their front crawl. <sighs> okay, let's try again. I push off the wall and start swimming. If I can do at least ten lengths, then I can escape with enough of an achievement that Mum won't judge me. As I swim up the pool, I can't help but look at all the bodies around me. All so different and unique. Some old and wrinkly, some young and smooth. It's almost peaceful. I feel like a Victorian submariner looking through my goggle portholes learning new things about nature and discovering the mysteries of the deep. Life is beautiful. The body is beautiful no matter what configuration it comes in. I take my breaths alternately to the left and right so I can enjoy the full spectrum of swimming comrades. Janet's on the other side of the pool. That toned bitch has stayed behind to do more laps. 
Oh, my nature documentary is ruined by the arrival of a predator. A beautiful great white shark is lurking at the deep end and she's about to make her way over here. I collide with the wall as I finish my length and almost bash my head in. I look down over my hedge and freak out. I think Janet can sense my overgrownness like blood in the water and she's going to hunt me down. Slowly, I turn around to get ready to push off. In the distance, I can see her green swimming cap bobbing up and down in the water, submerging and re-emerging like a fin. I feel like everything is coming towards me very fast and like I'm watching it from the outside of my body. I am a fluffy seal, trapped among the rocks as her smooth, pale frame slices through the water towards me. I turn around to the wall so I can swim the length backwards. If we pass each other, it will be like I can't see her and we won't have to talk and she won't have to be near my patchy box. But actually, now I think about it, what if I pass Janet and my pubes are presented to her like some small otter cresting the sea foam? Not only would she see it was me in the pool, but my forbidden forest would then slide past her like an appetizer at a sushi restaurant. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Maybe I'll just front crawl to the other end. If I'm face down, there's no way she'll know it's me. I pull my legs up like a spring under me and thrust out into the water. But I collide with man bun guy. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Now I have to awkwardly apologise to him before he swims away and I'm standing stock still as Janet surfaces behind me at the shallow end. I don't know what to do. She spins around to face me as she emerges from the water. The droplets wick away from her body and fall delicately to the pool. She looks like Aphrodite emerging from the Aegean Sea. Except for her locks tucked up inside her swimming cap, she is completely hairless. Stunningly bare. Smooth in the way only prepubescent teens can achieve, and that I can only remember in the distant echoes of my memory. As she smiles and looks into my eyes, My inner self regresses until I am 13 again. Razor burnt and afraid that someone will notice the spot I missed on my right armpit during PE. Terrified that my hairiness means I'm becoming someone else. Or something else. Something that people will look at in zoos or freak shows. Soft in all the places a girl isn't meant to be soft. Right now, I wish I'd caved and kept shaving. I wish I had sacrificed my comfort for the safety of not being noticed. I wish that when the doctor had handed me that pamphlet for a laser hair removal clinic, I had decided to spend my money on that instead of a new set of bedsheets. I wish I had just asked mum exactly why she wanted me to wear the swimming suit with shorts. I wish... I wasn't disgusting. All these thoughts pile up inside my head as Janet pulls.
pulls off her goggles to reveal unrimmed eyes and says to me, Hey, Marnie. I haven't seen you in so long. I didn't even know you swam. <laughs> Hi, Janet. I know it's been ages, so long. I'm just getting into it the now, really. You're looking well, getting into swimming. Honestly, who says that? No time like the present, I guess. <laughs> Good for you. You're looking well too, honey. Very... She pauses and looks up and down my body. My soul shrivels like a slug coming into contact with salt. <sighs> Natural. She glides to the ladder and climbs out of the pool. She seems to glisten like Honey Rider and Dr. No. I watch her from below feeling like the female equivalent of Sean Connery, longing and her suit. Hair Suit is a Baker Street production written and directed by Delilah Neal. The script was performed by Rosie Hart and the sound design was by Alison de Klerk Mattis. Hair Suit is part of the Speak of the Devil series, available on podcast platforms or at www bakerstreetproductions.co.uk To find out more about our production and the people involved, visit the website or follow us on social media 